So before we get started with this episode, um, we just wanted to say that it is dedicated to the memory of John Garvey. Um, he was a longtime listener. Mm-hmm. Um, he passed away this spring and his wife and his family reached out to us. And um, John was John was a big supporter of the podcast and his family had some great memories yes. of listening to the podcast, which we're really honored to be a part of. So uh, we wanted to dedicate this episode in his memory. We love you, John. Let's do it together. Okay. Ready? (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Misinformation, a trivia podcast for ladies and gents who love cool trivia and sticking it to annoying teams at Pub Quiz. We're your hosts. I'm Lauren. And I'm Julia. (laughs) I thought we would say that, you know, individually, but no, I like it. You know what? We are united. <laughs> I mean, in case they're listening in stereo, yeah, and they yeah. just wanted one of us in the left ear and one in the right. I feel then... like that you'd really get that experience of us screaming at you from both <laughs> sides of your head. You know, um, if you haven't guessed already, guys, we made it. This Looks is like we episode CC. We are 200 in. 200. Can you believe it? it? Any t- every time like the counter was going up on like the episode numbers we were putting in, I was like, can you believe we've done this like 180 times? And then like magically, here we are. Here we are at 200. 200. It's amazing. It's incredible. It's an accomplishment. I'm proud of you. I'm proud of you. Thank you. It's just, um, and you know what? We're proud of all of you for listening because we would not have continued to do this if we had That's not true. had any listeners. Without the like intense amount of support that we didn't realize that we even that we, that we had that sort of clout that people actually wanted to listen <laughs> to us say things to them on a regular basis on a regular basis and from all over the world yeah, that i think that's been the most shocking part like the, we figured like our canadian friends you know yeah they're they figured we figured they would tune in but we didn't we had no idea that we would have listeners in australia and england and iceland and france and thailand and the philippines yes what South Africa, even though we say your name wrong all the time. South Africa. South Africa. <laughs> We're sorry. We're so sorry. We're sorry. But thank you, everybody. Oh, it's amazing. Incredible. I can't believe we're at episode 200. Um, and so, you know, we did a little something fun for our episode 100, if you haven't happened to listen to that one yet. But um, for yeah. episode 200, we decided that we were going to revisit a very popular topic of ours. And a very exciting topic, because even though we talked about it, even though you talked mm-hmm. about it, we had never actually experienced it until this year. Yes. And so for our 200th episode, Julie and I basically... We watched Eurovision, and we're going to talk to you about it. <laughs> and I cannot wait. We are going to break down. This is like those, and I didn't realize this was a thing either. I mean, I don't know why I didn't think so. But like, there are tons of YouTube accounts where people are like reacting to Lithuania's song in Eurovision 2021. It's just like, <gasps> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, like a goggle box thing. Yeah, like basically. they do in England. And we're, you know, when we were over there, we would, you know, be flipping through the channels yeah. and see like, and next we're going to have go- celebrity goggle box. And we'd be like, why are we going to? And then we would we would watch them watching the TV and be like, what are we doing? <laughs> How did we get here? And just, yeah it's, yeah, it's very popular. It's extremely popular to watch other people react to a thing that you're both watching. I mean, I, yeah. I'm 100% on board with it. Yeah. So we're going to do kind of do that for you guys, only 
two weeks later and in, through your ears. Yeah. Through an audio medium. Yeah. It'll be great. Yeah. Because especially we had so many people after we did episode 80, which was called no Eurovision all about Eurovision. Um, we had so many people who were like, either they had been Eurovision devotees for like decades. Yeah. Contact us or people who were like, I didn't even know this was anything. Yeah, exactly. And I think, before that, you and I might have been somewhere in between. We might yeah. have been like, oh, yeah, Eurovision, where they wear like crazy costumes each year, right? Like, we always know some Scandinavian country is going to show up wearing a mask and fur and horns and something. S- somebody will be in a spacesuit and yeah. be singing on stage together. I think that that's probably where we were on that spectrum. But. I certainly was not aware of how, and this is like, I mean, how like American centric, like North American centric, mm-hmm. and this is, but. I guess I didn't realize how huge it was. How huge. It's like the Music Olympics. Yeah, absolutely. And I am 100% on board with it. Yes. I I knew I would love it. I think I did not conceptualize how much <laughs> I would love Eurovision. I, guys, guys, I love Eurovision so much. I honestly, like Friday, the day before the grand final, yeah. I turned to Steve and I said, I'm sad. I'm legitimately sad because tomorrow is the last day we can watch Eurovision until next year. I was like, I am so absolutely 150% on board in love with Eurovision. And we need to tell everybody why. Yeah, absolutely. So we're just going to do a quick recap of the rules and how Eurovision works. And then we will get into Eurovision Song Contest 2021. So the rules of the show Mm -hmm. are all vocals have to be sung live. You're not allowed to have voices on the backing tracks. You can have like music backing tracks yeah. and like crazy sounds and stuff like that, but the vocals have to be live. Each submission has to have vocals. You're not allowed to have just instrumental music. Mm-hmm. And since 1999, performers can sing in any language. Like yes. Before there were like requirements about like it had to be a language, an official language of your country, mm. or it had to be an official language of the EU or whatever. So like, I mean, you could get up there now and like sing in... Mandarin, which is fine yeah. because it's, it's, it's a language. language. It's fine. Mm-hmm. Um, everybody on stage has to be at least 16 years old. Okay. Uh, performance and lyrics of the song must not bring the contest into disrepute. So you're not allowed to have language, speeches, gestures of a political or similar nature on stage. No swearing or unacceptable language is allowed and you're not allowed to have any commercial messages. So he could be sponsored by like Jimmy Dean breakfast sausages. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you can't sing a song about how you love Jimmy Dean sausage bangers so much. (laughs) I forgot about the Jimmy Dean sausage bangers. Yeah. Well, I mean, this rule, I mean, we're going to talk about because I feel like there was some Mm. violations of this rule Mm -hmm. this year. But, you know, who am I? But continue, please. No. And then finally, you're not allowed to have any live animals on stage, (laughs) which what happened? (laughs) Exactly. That's what I'm thinking. That means something. Someone brought a cow on stage or a whole ass horse and it got scared by something and and it ran into the crowd crowd, and we just don't Mm -hmm. talk about it. No. So we. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So no live animals. No live animals. But dead animals. Totally. okay. Well, that's what the Scandinavians are for. Exactly. (laughs) All right. And how it works. So. Lauren, why don't you take away, take this part away? Absolutely. Yeah. So the winner of the Eurovision Song Contest is chosen through two semifinals and a grand final. And so this was, um, this year it was like the 
sem- the first semifinal was on Tuesday, the second semifinal was on Thursday, and then the grand final was on Saturday. Mm-hmm. Um, traditionally, five or six countries are automatically pre-qualified for the grand final. And uh, the so-called big five are always France, Germany, Italy, Spain, and the United Kingdom. And the remaining countries take part in one of the two semifinals. And in each semifinal, the best 10 proceed to the grand final. And this brings, as you might imagine, the total number of grand final participants to 26. Yeah. And so you, and always the host country gets an automatic bid. Sometimes if they are already part of the big five, then it's not like there's an extra automatic qualifier. But because the Netherlands was the host country, they automatically advanced to the grand final as well. Which I kind of thought was almost, at least for like viewers at home, Mm -hmm. quote unquote, was almost, almost a disadvantage. Like they already got into the grand final, but you didn't get to hear their, you only got to hear their song once. Right. Um, Which I felt like once I got to the second semifinal, I was like, you know, I already had my favorites. Yeah. These are the people I want to see again. Like, mm-hmm. I can't wait to see them hit that this note one more time. stuck in my head for two days now. Exactly, yeah. exactly. And I feel like with the big five, they're already in the grand final, but you only hear them a song once and done. And that's and, it. And, you know, we might see that play out in the voting. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. That's what I'm thinking. Mm-hmm. So after all the songs have been performed for each night, each participating country has a professional jury of five people whose job it is to rank its top 10 performances. And what they do is award points of 12, 10, eight, seven, six, five, four, three, two, and one to its next favorites in descending order. And home viewers also get a vote. Um, and the jury scores are revealed during the final by each nation's spokespeople Um, which are usually like former Eurovision stars Mm -hmm. or like a famous comedian from that country or something like that. Everybody's favorite Serbian comedian. Yeah. (laughs) Here to give you your points. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. (laughs) Milos, why did you have to look at the mayor? (laughs) Milos. Oh my God. Uh, Yeah. And then um, they usually, uh, the, so they're revealed by the nation's spokespeople. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at which point a second round of votes for members of the public watching live at home will be cast. Mm-hmm. Um, and so in the grand final, juries and viewers from all participating countries can vote again after the 26 finalists have performed. Yeah. So once the voting window has closed, which I felt was like a very short window, it was like, you get 20 minutes. They were like, all right, everybody vote now. And it was like, (laughs) can you imagine before like the app voting though? Oh my gosh. That must have been a nightmare. Cause everybody's crazy about Eurovision from what I can tell. I mean, if I, if your Twitter has anything to say about it, (laughs) Eurovision is very popular. So then, once the voting window has closed, the presenters will call upon these spokespersons in all participating countries and ask them to reveal their jury points live on air. And I don't know if they've if they've done it differently in the past, but um, it seemed like the 10 through 1 were automatically just kind of put on the scoreboard visually. Mm-hmm. And then the spokesperson was like, you know, Latvia gives our 12 points to, and then they announce like who they yes. gave the most points to. That's a very important thing that they do. Yes. yes it's a 12 point big deal to get the 12 points. Oh yeah. Oh, because uh, also you can't vote for your own country. Yes. I think maybe I forgot to mention that too. Yeah. You can't vote for your own country. Um, either as a jury or as a member of the public. Mm -hmm. Um, So that really can like shake things up, which is really interesting. So um, then the Eurovision presenters will read out the results of the European televote in ascending order, beginning with the country that received the lowest number of televotes and finishing with the country that received the highest. And this is where things get absolutely crazy. Mm -hmm. So like, 
you know, the, the juries gave their votes, blah, 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 mm-hmm. blah. And then you have usually like your top five. Yeah. And you, a lot of times there's like not a lot of points in between each. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, we'll see what happens with the public vote. And then things change absolutely dramatically yeah. because the voting public might think vastly different from what mm-hmm. the juries might think. Mm-hmm. So then after, after the end of all of this, the country with the highest number of votes wins the competition and gets to host it the next year. Yes. And they also get a trophy. Oh yeah. And there they get a go. trophy, which can we talk about the trophy for like a hot second? <laughs> they showed the trophy. It's like this frosted glass, old fashioned looking microphone, like a podcast mm-hmm. microphone, like those fancy, what are they called? Yeti microphones? No, I'm thinking of like, <laughs> I'm thinking of the, um, the water bottles. Uh, but it's just like a frosted glass and it says Eurovision 2021 on it. And I was like, that's it. <laughs> they do all of this and they they just get a frosted glass microphone. There's uh, no gold on it. They're heroes of their homeland. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I'm certainly not, but you know, <laughs> I feel like you could really you could throw a little bit more cash on them <laughs> for the microphone, you know? So anyway. Man. So what happened was Eurovision twenty nineteen, the Netherlands won. Yes. So they won the right to uh, host it in 2020. Yes. But then, as we all know, there was a pandemic. There was a, what? Um, 2020 Eurovision didn't happen. Mm-hmm. So they just kind of shifted everything shifted over. everything a year. So um, so the Netherlands was the previous winner of Eurovision Song Contest, and they mm-hmm. won in 2019. And so they were the host for this year. So they did Eurovision Song Contest Rotterdam 2021. Oh, and the other thing that um, everybody who submitted a song for 2020 got to come back. Yes. Like the performers got to like get their slot, mm-hmm. but they had to perform with a different song. They yes. couldn't do it with it with the same 2020 song, which, which is actually very canny mm-hmm. because they were, you know, they're songwriters and song like they're musicians. So they all released their song. Yeah. So they didn't want to like build up too much like popularity for any one song. That's true. So bringing in like a whole new crop, crop of songs brings everyone on a level play. Very field, smart. Which I thought was very smart. Very smart. So we had four hosts yep. for 2021. Four Dutch hosts. They, were they all Dutch? I think I guess so. Oh, I didn't realize that. Um, Chantel Jansen, um, Edcelia Rombly, which that's a fantastic that's name. A f- and she spoke in French. Oh, yeah. Oh, bless her. Um, Jean, Jan, Jan Smit. Yeah, Jan Smit. Oh, that's pretty boring. That's John Smith right I know. there. <laughs> um, and Nikki de Jaeger. Yes, she's Nikki Tutorials. Yes. So Nikki de Jaeger, I wouldn't wait. They first like, they were like, it's time for Eurovision. Like, yeah. They're playing the thing. I was like, hey, that's Nikki. I'm subscribed to her on YouTube. Yeah, I didn't realize she was, I don't know. She's popular enough to be a. She has host of Eurovision. She, I mean, I knew she was a YouTube person. Yeah, but, but apparently, so she has 4.8 million subscribers on YouTube. Mm-hmm. One. Mm-hmm. But she's apparently also, she's a superstar in, oh, okay. in, um, well, great. in the Netherlands. And. Um, she's a trans woman, mm-hmm. so it was kind. It was like a super big deal, yeah. That a trans woman is hosting, like co-hosting, I should say. Yeah, exactly. Eurovision, which is such a big deal. They're all of their outfits were incredible. Oh my gosh, all and they the did host multiple. Outfits. Well, here's the thing. There were a couple times that I was like, "Oh, the Dutch can't dress." Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I was like, so "What is big. this?" Oh, so many asymmetrical. Yeah, lots of yeah, lots of asymmetry. Yeah. So, I mean, can I tell you, Nikki looked wonderful the entire time. She looked incredible. 
Yes. So we had our four hosts um, and Rotterdam's Ahoy Arena was chosen as the arena for the song contest 2020. And then again, it hosted for 2021. So that arena was interesting. It it has three halls. So the largest had a capacity of like 15,000 and that's where the performances were. Yeah. And then there was another hall of the arena that they used as like the backstage, like the green room kind of for, mm-hmm. um, for the participants yes. so that they were kind of separated from the performance area. Yeah. And then I think there was a third hall. Is that where the delegate were, were the delegates somewhere else or were they in the main space? Um, I know that there were like, um, I don't know what, what you would call them. Like, I don't know, hosts mm-hmm. from every, country were there in yeah. booths yeah. doing their own like color commentary okay. over everything. But I don't know if the delegates were actually physically in the building. I think they were, but you don't never saw them. Okay. Okay. Um, but yeah, there was like in a, in a stadium, there were like all these booths at yeah. the top all right. of the stadium where all these, like, I don't know, spokespeople were like cloistered in these boxes <laughs> and like doing their own color commentary for their own, you know, EU Broadcasting Corporation back home. Right. So you'd see a lot of like shots taken back in like the, you know, the green room Mm -hmm. or or whatever it was where the performers were getting ready. Yeah. Which was also really cool. Yeah. And yeah, then, then Lauren, you got semifinal one. So I didn't know what to expect. Right. And we watched it through a VPN for the BBC. So Mm -hmm. I got to watch like the BBC British presenters present about Eurovision. Um, so we had Chelsea Grimes, uh, we had Scott Mills, um, and then we had Sarah Cox. And mm-hmm. she's very funny. She's a presenter. Um, uh, our good friend Scott Mills didn't do an incredible job, but we'll get to that oh. in a second. So <clears throat> the first night, May 18th, it was 16 countries. They participated in the first semifinal. Um, and so those countries, plus Germany, Italy, and the Netherlands, voted in this in this particular mm-hmm. semifinal. And it was funny to watch because because I was watching it through the BBC, they kept saying, like, they were talking over the Dutch presenters. They were like, you cannot vote tonight. Do not (laughs) vote. Please do not vote. If you vote, it won't work, and you'll still get charged for the data. So do not. So help me God, if you vote tonight, I I don't know what I'm going to do, which was very funny. Um, So uh, they just... And can I tell you, the Dutch did such a good job with like, hello, and welcome to Eurovision. My name is so-and-so. My name is so-and-so. Look at beautiful Rotterdam. And let's go. Like, they were click, 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 moved through the performances with clockwork precision. And I We watched it on Peacock. Yeah. So I I did know that there weren't like commercial breaks Mm -hmm. for Eurovision, um, but I didn't know if we were getting the whole thing, but it seems like we were. Oh, good. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. We didn't have any, there wasn't any commercial breaks. There weren't any like built in, mm-hmm. like, and when we come back kind of thing, which mm-hmm. also I feel like because they, they shift from one performance to the next so quickly that it really had to be like absolutely yeah. precise because you get three minutes and then they cut to a presenter and they're like, wasn't that amazing? Let's go to the next one. Like yeah. they get 15 seconds in yeah. between. Um, but I, from the first song, I was hooked. And the first song, was from Lithuania from a band called The Roop. This is called Discotech. They're wearing like yell- all yellow outfits and then like a lot of hand dancing. Yeah. So that's what I noticed the most out of them. So the hand dance and they explained it. So it's E V E 
V. That's what he was going for. So it's oh. like I, he was doing like E and then V. So it's Eurovision. Uh, yeah. He explained that I in like the like, mid. Because I, I feel like throughout the whole night, there was a lot of hand dancing. Oh, and absolutely. I was like, is this a new trend from <laughs> Europe that just hasn't caught on here? Do we need like eight more years before we're, we're hand dancing? dancing everywhere? Yeah, yeah. And I was like, I was like, I feel like that's the um, like the Star Trek thing. Yeah, it's I a was like, it's a okay, maybe live we're... long, live long and prosper. And then your middle fingers are together, and then your pinky and your uh, index finger are apart. So that's the E, and then live long and prosper is the V, okay. because everyone kept saying like, oh, the hand dancing from Lithuania. <laughs> like, what is this? This is so funny. And then finally, the guy was like, listen, this is what it is. Let me explain it to you. That's I thought great. you would get I'm it. Glad. I thought you guys would get it. <laughs> but apparently. No. Nope. Count me among those who did not get it. Um, yeah. I thought that was a very fun performance. It was great. I thought it was a great way to kick it off. And what what it is interesting is that like th- the producers kind of figure out the slotting mm-hmm. of who's going to go. Like they determine like who's going on night one or night two or who's going like on the first half of the grand final versus the second half of the grand final. Yeah. Um, like that's all drawn, but then like the producer slot, like who goes yeah. first and whatever. And I think that was a fun way to kick it, it off. It was a great opener. I really liked the song. Every time they played it, I would, Steve and I would bop. It's disco tech mm-hmm. at my mm-hmm. home. Mm-hmm. See? Yep. So good. It's catchy. Um, so then the next performance was Slovenia with Anna Soklik and her song, Amen. She also sang in English. Ballad. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's you, you're going to get at least fifty percent ballads. Yes. I wasn't crazy about this song. Right. It wasn't as visually interesting on stage as as I was. I was preparing yeah. to enjoy. You know. Again, yeah. in my head, everybody wore like chrome spacesuits in yeah, Eurovision. And, and glitter and explosions and fire. This was like a beautiful fire. woman with slicked back hair got on stage by herself and belted out a ballad. Yeah. Like there weren't even like cool graphics in the background. No. From what I can remember. And I did notice that she was, I at one point I, I said out loud, wow, she's nervous. Oh. Like she was, her hand, like she like, brought her arm out mm-hmm. to be like very dramatic and her whole like upper body was shaking. Oh. So I think she was having a hard time. She sounded great. She looked great. I just don't think that the song really like did it. did anything. Yeah. It was a beautiful song, but I don't think, I mean, I think there were better ones. Mm-hmm. Um, speaking of better ones, speaking of better ones, Russia uh, was Manisha and her song was called Russian woman. It's a song that wants you to sing along, but if yeah. you don't know the Russian words to it, just like, it's really hard to. Yeah, she she had fun with it. And she came out in like a crazy, this is what I was thinking. Yes, you know? that's what like I wanted. a big costume. Yes, a like, big costume on like a robot. So she just kind of like floated around the stage. And then like a Matrushka doll, she, she kicked the the dress open mm-hmm. and she was wearing a red boiler suit mm-hmm. and was just surrounded by her backup dance backup singers mm-hmm. um and it was a great song and apparently here's a little tidbit of info that i got from graham norton 
Apparently, that song was very controversial in Mm -hmm. Russia. Yeah. And I said to Steve, why do you think it was uh, controversial, like an idiot? And he was like, because it's about how women are strong and they can do anything and you can fight the power. I was like, oh, yeah, Um, I guess the Russians wouldn't like that. (laughs) Yeah, there was a part in the, the screen behind her that it was like a bunch of like other like uh, presumably Russian women like Skyping in or whatever, like singing, singing along, song, singing along. And so they were kind of all part of the performance too, which was pretty cool. Yeah. And I noticed there was at least like one or two Russian drag queens lip syncing oh, to the song okay. and, and some maybe like non-binary mm-hmm. or like at least androgynous looking people. So I think it was definitely like great. Um, subversive, mm-hmm. which I am all about. And she did a great job and she seemed to like have a, just so much fun on stage, which yeah. is what you want to say. And then I think we're divided on this. There was Sweden. It was Tusa uh, Voices. I love this song. I didn't, it didn't, I mean, it was beautiful. This is a song that I had like stuck in my head for a couple of days. Like this could be in a movie trailer. Absolutely. Okay? No, I totally agree with you. I just thought of all this. Now, here's the thing. There was only one song that I truly disliked okay. out of all 39 performances. So okay. don't get me wrong. Okay. I was certainly not like, ew, this song is the worst. Mm-hmm. I just thought it didn't stand out as much as some others did and did not, that didn't like get on to the next round. All Do you right. know what I'm saying? But he looked amazing. He was wearing like sparkly everything mm-hmm. he had like so much joy his he sounded great yeah. yeah yeah i think out of all of this it stands out is the performers look so happy oh they're so happy they're just happy to be there they're just excited to be performing their incredible song and representing their country it's adorable it's the best <laughs> i love it um and then this was the one that broke my heart so this is Aww. australia um Montaigne, who is a, a musician that I listen to, a song called Technicolor. I really like the song. So they weren't there, though. No, they were, they were not. They were in Australia. Mm-hmm. And I think, and they mentioned this, that that hurt her with the voting and mm-hmm. everything because it was, I mean, they she performed it and it was recorded and then it was, you know, played at yeah. Rotterdam, but she wasn't actually physically there. Mm-hmm. And they think that that may have cost her some votes. I thought it was a lot of fun. It was a great song. I love how at one point she she sings, "We've got style and lasers, yeah." <laughs> it's like that got stuck in that song got stuck in my head so good and she sings so many notes yeah there are a lot she does sing so many notes i was i was like if i wanted to faithfully sing along to this song it would be impossible for me to do so (laughs) i wouldn't be able to do it she's amazing check her out she's on spotify montaigne she's got just a great aesthetic and she's got a great sound and she writes all of her own songs and she's like 24 it's disgusting um and then i really liked north macedonia's song by vasil it's called here i stand I mean, a classic ballad. My walls are down, my heart. It 
just very Broadway to me. Yeah, see, that's the thing. I said, I think I said to Steve out loud, Sondheim could never. <laughs> um, but he sounded great. The thing that I really liked about his performance was at one point he like tore open his jacket and he was covered in tiny mirrors. Just his chest was covered in tiny mirrors and they shone a light on it and he was just like exploded with light. I was like, now that's Eurovision, baby. That's what I'm talking about. But yeah, I'm, I'm not surprised that the song didn't mm-hmm. make it to the next round, mm-hmm. but I really enjoyed it. Yeah. There's only so many ballads we can all take. Yes, exactly. And Ireland... Leslie Roy with Maps. I loved I this love performance. I love this song. It's so catchy. It's so catchy. It's so fun. It's it's very Irish, right? Yes. It feels like Irish pop music. And her performance was amazing. It was all practical. Mm-hmm. It was like these small little like clockwork oh, things yeah. that she looked that like she was so running cool. through like little them. Little shadow things. Yeah, little yeah. shadow boxes. And then at the end, she like comes out of the shadow boxes mm-hmm. and she's like on stage and she's barefoot and she's like just having fun and living her life. This was Steve's favorite. Like all yeah. week he was like, I'm just so mad about Ireland. Yeah. <laughs> it's like so Yeah, upset. that one was fantastic. That one was so good. And then taking like a absolute whiplash What's the most opposite you can do of the leslie roy song <laughs> and that would be cypress's choice elena sagrenu el diablo this is what i deemed the first of uh half naked girl, yes. girls mm-hmm. half naked hot girls i will say this song got stuck in my head oh, absolutely Mm-hmm. I every time it came on, I bopped to it. I was like, oh, "Let's yeah. do this." I love this song. My favorite part about this is that um, Scott Mills from the BBC. I'm gonna rip him to shreds, but he he was like, um, "This song got a little bit of uh, controversy from the Cypress Church, uh, you know, because she sings in the song that she gave her heart to El Diablo, which of course in English means the church." <laughs> and oh. Steve and I looked at each other like, "What?" And then after the song ended, Sarah Cox came on and she's like, of course, Scott Mills was wrong. El Diablo doesn't mean the church. It means the devil. And Scott was like, I don't know why I wrote the church down. Honestly, I'm sorry, guys. I didn't, <laughs> I didn't know. I forgot. But yeah, so that sorry. song was very catchy. She, again, the, the start of the Eastern European yeah. scantily clad hot women yeah. who all made it to the final. Yeah, isn't that a surprise? <laughs> I know. I mm, We're going to talk about that. So, the, But the thing is, I noticed, I was like, these girls aren't half naked. They're wearing full nude bodysuits mm-hmm. underneath their like sparkly nothingness, mm-hmm. um, which is like weirdly... Um, like very conservative. I don't know if that's just kind like, of like uh, I, figure skating. Yeah, like figure mm-hmm. skating. So I don't know if that's like a Eurovision thing where they're like, oh, we don't want them to be actually naked. Like, yeah. we, you know, or if that's just a choice mm-hmm. to like appease maybe some more conservative groups back home mm-hmm. kind of thing or whatever. But I just thought that was interesting. Like all, of, almost all of like the naked hot girls were actually very, probably very warm <laughs> just in their, in their full nude bodysuits. But and then Scott Mills and Sarah Cox were like, if you're looking for pure, unadulterated, uncut Eurovision, this next performance is like pure, unadulterated That's what it is. Eurovision. This was Norway's Ticks with the song Fallen Angel. Oh, 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 
I got this now song this in my head. song, though, it's not, if you just heard it on the radio, you'd, you'd be, be like, like, oh, this is a nice little right, song. This is a nice, like, late 90s boy band yeah. song. About how he's a fallen angel. He, can't, he doesn't deserve her. Ticks, bless him, dressed in a giant floor-length white fur coat, wearing sparkles, sparkles, and huge white angel wings Mm -hmm. and sunglasses. And surrounding him, oh, and he's chained. He's chained. He's chained. And then surrounding him are dancers dressed like the devil. Yes. (laughs) Black devils with wings and claws and giant horn. I mean, they really went full Dante, Dante's Inferno on this. And they're, and the dancers are giving, can I tell you something about the Eurovision dancers? They give everything. They They leave it on the dance floor. They're on pedestals. They're shaking back and forth. They're pulling on those chains. They're saying, you're a fallen angel. You will never have her. All right, Moira. And they're dancing. <laughs> they're <laughs> dancing and they're shaking. And then at one point they like hunch over and they're like running around him, circling him. It was but so like the performance, like the visuals yes. versus the actual song was just yeah. so disparate. Abs- oh, absolutely. And <laughs> and uh Oh my god, why can't I remember his name? Scott Mills. No, no, the other one. <laughs> Graham Norton. And Graham Norton even mentioned, he was like, clearly all the people who were in, on board with this on Norway was like, all right, uh, what should the performance be? Uh, he talks about being a fallen angel. Great. Angels and devils. Let's go to lunch. Like they didn't even, they did not even like explore any deeper. They were like, we're going to do f- angels and demons. It's going to be great. Done. The end. All right. Uh, this next one, I gotta be honest with you, I don't remember in the moment, but it's by Croatia. It's by a, uh, her name is Albina. I this song is called Clad TikTok Girl. Sing it. So just so many, again, so many of like the Eastern European songs are about going dancing. Oh, I'm going to they go dancing. They love to go dancing. They love to go to the club. And if you, um, I'm jumping in here with another television show recommendation. Yes. They're on HBO Max. There's a Channel 4 show called Stathlet's Flats, mm, which mm-hmm. I am obsessed with. There's yes. been two seasons of it. It's British. It's Jamie Dimitriou and his sister, um, Natasha Dimitriou, and they play brother and sister who are Greek Cypriot immigrants to London who work for their dad's letting agency. And the show is called Stathlet's Flats, which if this were an English title, would be Stath rents apartments but <laughs> but not as it's hard to say and it's yeah. hard to remember but anyway um sister sophie does so much like she wants to write her own songs and she wants to go, do dancing <laughs> and she just wants to da- do dance and she writes songs and they're all about like we're going to the club and we're gonna have some dances and we're gonna drink 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 at the club and she's like there's this little, like meekest meekest mild-mannered girl ever but she all, all of her songs are about dancing and going to the club and that's exactly, exactly what, what this, this is. song reminded me of just because it's all like we're going to go dance all night long going dancing to the club discotheque thanks thanks yeah absolutely and ble- and again the eurovision dancers four beefy guys in space slash bdsm gear 
with like low rise pants and a, and corsets, it seems, from what I'm guessing. So she's like this tiny little scantily clad woman. And all these big guys are doing like the most <laughs> behind her, just selling every minute of the song. And then another whiplash turns yes. <laughs> to Belgium's uh, Hoover Phonic with the song The Wrong Place. Yeah, and what a great this name, Hoover Phonic. Yeah, I really liked the song. It's like, like low key, kind of sleepy, like soft rock and roll right. kind of thing with a piano bass and like a nice, like the chorus is super catchy. She's, you know, the performance was just the lead singer in the middle and her bandmates around her and everyone's in black and it's mm-hmm. very like, like smoky club kind of performance. I really like the song. They kept mentioning that Hoover Phonic has the oldest members ever of Eurovision. <laughs> One of them is 61 years old. It was like, you can tell that they were like, all right, guys, geez, like we're still a like working we're band. Here. We're here. I really like the song. I, I didn't think it was going to win the whole thing, no. but um, I just thought it would be a cool thing to like listen to while you're driving, you know? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, and then we have Eden Aline from Israel with the song Set Me Free. I'm going to hit some Mariah Carey down. Oh, too. yeah, the B6, the whistle note. There it is. I was like, they brought her on because she could sing that. So here's the thing. I knew a friend who was a voice. I had a friend who was a voice major Mm -hmm. and she had always told me two things. One, when people hold a note for really long, uh, that has nothing to do with singing ability. It's just like your lung capacity. Mm -hmm. And the other thing is, is that the whistle note also has nothing to do with singing ability. It's just a controlled scream. You're not actually singing it. You're, (laughs) you're controlled screaming Mm -hmm. it, which I guess if you really like, Distill singing. I guess singing is just it's controlled a lot of screaming. Controlled screaming. <laughs> <laughs> that just occurred to me just now. The Eurovision controlled <laughs> screaming contest. Yeah, exactly. Um, this song was was cute. She was really adorable. She's mm-hmm. a ballet dancer. She's young. I think she's only like eighteen or nineteen or something like that. But oh my gosh, the lead up to the B six. Everyone was like, "Will she try the whistle note? It's the highest note ever attempted in Eurovision." It was like such a thing. <laughs> And she it. was pleased as punch. Oh, yeah. She, got it. she did it twice. Mm-hmm. She was like, ah! And then she looked around and she was like, I'm going to do it again. again. What? Mm-hmm. <laughs> See, I just about did it. And I don't even sing. Anyway. Um, next is Romania with Roxanne's Amnesia. No, I was going to say, totally, I don't remember this performance at all. I didn't either. Oh, yes. Because it was not good. Hearing this sounds so much better than what it sounded like the night of. She also was somebody who seemed to be very nervous. Yeah. I did hear that 
on the first night of semifinals, there was some technical oh really difficulty where a couple people were having problems with the sound monitors and like oh, they, they were getting themselves. Like, they, yeah, they couldn't hear themselves or whatever. And I and I did hear that that affected a couple of, of performances. The performers. Oh, that makes and sense. She might have been one of them. Yeah, um, she had a very. Uh, the thing I remember about her performance is that she had a tall male dancer who was just really like like facially reacting to everything oh. and he was upstaging her left right and center it was it was um uncomfortable to say the least like she, you know it was a very like you know she's she's having like a conflict and the dancers are like the bodily representing this conflict and so there was a lot of like push and pull and he was his whole face was like Rah, i hate you Rah. you know like it was just intense just acting the hell out of it yeah um, and here is uh, Azerbaijan's um, answer to uh, our girl Ariana Grande. Yeah, this is Azerbaijaniana Grande. Yes. Efendi's Matahari. This song was catchy. I mean, that's the only words I remember from yeah. it. And the mama, 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 mama. Again, another. Very beautiful, thin, skinny, scantily clad woman. Yes. And she had her dancers and um, her dancers were, I mean, they were giving probably 60%. (laughs) Everybody was giving just kind of 60% on that performance. (laughs) Um, They were letting the lights and the music kind of, yeah, you know, take it. And then this next one was my favorite of this night. This is Ukraine's Goa with Shum. Again, my my ancestral blood is not coming forth and telling you what all the lyrics mean in this. (laughs) She's wearing green fur on a stage of white bare trees her whole band is like headbanging with her. Mm-hmm. All dudes, some guys playing the flute. It ruled. It ruled. I loved it. I loved how weird it was. I loved how in, like she was giving full like I am committing to this intensity. <laughs> um, it was great. I don't think I saw her. I thought I think I saw her smile like once in yeah. the full week. She was really committing to this like severe, like Slavic. <laughs> thing and i was on board and then to close the night out uh, appropriately was destiny from malta with jimakas Just like boop 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 boop. It's so euro. Some hand dancing there. Yeah. But yeah, she did. uh, We I referred to her as Maltese Lizzo. Yeah, she was adorable. She's only eighteen. What? Yeah, I know. She's supremely talented. Mm -hmm. Great voice. Um, I didn't think the song did anything for her. I think she could have. I I mean, the song was cute. Yeah. But um, I feel like for her abilities she could have had a better song, but everybody loved it. She was, she was like, yeah, the the one to beat. Apparently everyone thought. So the, the ones that qualified were Lithuania with their discotheque song, 
Russia, Sweden, Cyprus, Norway, Belgium, Israel, Azerbaijan, Ukraine, and Malta. When Ukraine was announced, Steve and I like jumped off the couch. We were so pumped <laughs> because Ireland was like not, not yeah. in. Yeah. Well, and then a couple of days later, yes. we had semifinal two. So that was May 20th. Um, there were 17 countries here in the second semifinal. And those countries, along with France, Spain, and the United Kingdom, were allowed to vote yes. on this night. Mm-hmm. So the first one that comes up is um, Adrenalina by Senate. And I was like, wait a second, is that Florida on stage? And the answer is yes. Yeah. Florida is singing in with the San Marino song. We were like, how much money did Florida get from the entire country of San Marino, which is fully inside of Italy? Yes. This song was cute. She it was, was adorable. Mm-hmm. I do feel like the inclusion of Florida was like a little bit of cheating. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> like bringing like, in a ringer. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like everyone knows who Flo Rida is, right? You know, yeah. like I got him on my song, <laughs> you know? Yes. And then next up we had from Estonia, The Lucky One by Uku Suvist. I don't think I remember this one. Be because it's valid. <laughs> I don't know. This yeah. reminds me of very like, yeah, like a 90s like yeah, yeah. Nick Lachey would have done this song yes. after leaving my music. I remember this performance not being incredible either. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, they're all enormously good looking. Yeah. Um, and that one was in English as well. So yeah, most of the actually most of the ones on semifinal two night were in English. So that yeah. was that was nice. <laughs> At least you could figure out what the heck they were talking about. Um, and then from the Czech Republic we had a song called Oh My Ga by Benny Cristo. I did not like this. He didn't like it. It's a it's a very positive song. Oh, absolutely. Like it's another one that sounds like it could would have been popular like the mid aughts. Yeah, and also I felt like. Uh, not so much in this recording, mm-hmm. but definitely in his performance, there was a lot of breathiness, which uh, was very annoying. So it was like, yeah. oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. I was like, that's enough. I will no longer be having that. <laughs> oh, uh, my God, Grease. Let's, let's go so to the to club. About. Let's go to the club for the last dance with Stefania. This song got stuck in my head all the time. Rock and roll man. We sing that around our house. <laughs> and they, they did some really fun green screen stuff. Oh my gosh, the green screen. <laughs> Graham Norton was like, and now here's Grease dancing with some laundry. <laughs> because they were like green screen except for the shorts and the shoes or like yeah. the hoodie the and hoodie, nothing yeah. else. And then like she was turning sideways at one point. Yeah, and, and there was like some invisible, some invisible stairs. <laughs> I was like, this is Eurovision. Yeah. This is what I expected. Yeah. Graham Norton was like, and now here's Grease with performance with technology from the 70s. <laughs> he was so mean. Wow. It was great. Oh, so here's the thing that I also learned about. Okay, Graham Norton, wait till you see what the UK did. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah. We'll talk about that too. 
but I, I, the thing I kind of liked about Eurovision was that uh, not just Graham Norton, but like everybody, mm-hmm. even like some of the presenters were like, Ooh, that wasn't that good. Was it like they, no one was being nice. Like they, if they didn't like something, they were they pretty were open about serious. it. Yeah. Um, she had a great voice, but I mean, the rock and roll man thing just made me laugh. Rock and roll man. Steve and I will sing rock and roll man. Yeah. Just that part over and over again to each other. Yeah. Well, you know what? They, they know how to submit an earworm. For yeah. This contest. I'll tell you that much. Absolutely. Uh, another one I completely forgot about was Same. Austria. Amen. This is Amen. Yep. Uh, by uh, Vincent Bueno. This song is another ballad. I was just, uh, yeah. Another Nick Lachey post just the Simpson song. Yeah. And this was the country that brought us, um, the the drag queen from 2014. Oh yeah, Conchetta. Uh Verst? Conchita Verst. Yeah. Conchita Verst. So like Austria brought us Conchita Verst and then they brought this to the table in 2021. It's like I feel like you got to go back to the drawing board, you All know. Right, Austria. Uh next door to them you get from Poland the ride. Oh my god, this Rafal. one made me laugh. Oh, 80s. But yeah, this is what I wanted from Eurovision. Yeah. There was like lasers. And he was wearing shoulder pads. Sunglasses. I'm talking about getting you on my motorcycle. Let's go for a ride. And he looked. No, it was fun. Oh, it was fine. He just looked like my brother in law trying to be cool. You know what I mean? Like, (laughs) it's just like, like, you know, a Polish white guy who's just like singing about getting on his motorcycle. I mean, us Pollocks have simple, <laughs> simple dreams, Lauren. That's okay. There's nothing wrong with it. He did a great job. <laughs> and, oh, my God, this next one. I, yeah, I knew you were going to also have opinions mm-hmm. about Moldova's entry, which is the song Sugar by Batalia Gordienko. Skintily clad, beautiful mm-hmm. woman. Big tall shoes. Feels like this part got in my head all the time. Now, what infuriated me about this song is that, like, none of the graphics behind her had anything to do with candy or sugar or no, anything. No. I guess, like, her music video for it, like, there's, like, dancing ice cream cones or something. But, okay. like, they didn't come. The dancing ice cream cones were not on stage at the Eurovision Song Contest no. 2021. It was shirtless guys wearing suits <laughs> and then little half gloves and sunglasses. And they were dancing around her. But I I kept saying to Steve, like, why isn't she dancing? But she was taking like these teeny, teeny little steps. And I think it's because she was wearing like four and a half inch yeah. heels. Too high. Too high. And she, <laughs> it's like, sugar, give me your kisses, baby, sugar. <laughs> It was just so silly. I mean, it was silly. You know who loved it? Everybody who voted. Oh my God. Everybody who voted loved this song. I was like, really? (laughs) Really? Moldova? It was ridiculous. Uh, But one that we all did love was from Iceland. The song 10 Years uh, by the band Dathi Og Gagnamagnith. Everybody, thank you. You did a great job. I did that one. Um, So they were the Icelandic song. Performance. It's so cute. Everybody's wearing a turquoise jumper with a pixelated cartoon character of them on themselves. Yes. And all of the dancing is stuff I can do. Yes. 
It's very like it's some box steps. Yep. And it's some like move your arm like this. Yep. And then everybody stand in like pose. Six, there were like six members of the band. I there think. There are and yes. And um, three of them had a, like a curved keytar. Yep. And three of them didn't. And then at some point in the song, the people with the keytars um, got back to back and they linked the keytars to, to make a, circle. a complete circle. <laughs> And then they played them. It's, I had fun with that one. That one was so fun. And I love, like, everybody loves Dothy Freyer, who's the, the, by the way, he is 6'10". Yeah, he's the tallest man alive. And he's only 28 (laughs) years old. Um, is he, he going to keep growing? Like I don't. I hope not. <laughs> He's uh, only for his 28. sake. <laughs> um, but their performance had to be recorded. Well, they actually pre- played their um, their rehearsal mm-hmm. because two of the members of the band got COVID, mm-hmm. and they had to to they had to like quarantine right. in their hotel, right. even though they were in Rotterdam, which is mm-hmm. kind of heartbreaking. Okay. And much like with Australia the night before, they were so worried that they weren't going to get enough votes because they didn't get to actually perform live. Mm-hmm. And they were the ones that had the great song from last year. Yeah. Which was the song that he wrote about his baby. And this year, the song 10 Years was about his his relationship with his wife and how it keeps getting better. And he loves her so much. Aww. Isn't that the sweetest thing? They're the best. He knew Iceland was going to be great. Oh, yeah, absolutely. <sighs> Another entry oh, of boy. scantily clad, beautifully tall women grab a lot of plastic surgery yes. done. <laughs> yes. um this is loco loco by hurricane from serbia and this one is in serbia yes yeah one is a red hair and one is a blonde and, and one, one has is a brunette dark hair there is something for everybody and a lot of like stripper hair, just like long. I was like ten percent of that is their actual Absolute. real ass. I hair. said the same thing to Steve. I was like, "You see that hair? All of that is is a wig. All <laughs> of that, all this like head toss, head toss, mm-hmm. head toss." And <laughs> Graham Norton was like, "It seems that the Serbian band <laughs> has been in makeup since 2020. It's a lot of lip." Graham <laughs> Norton. He was so I was shady. Not expecting that. Yeah, it was great. But yeah, the girls, I mean, there was an enormous amount of plastic surgery on that stage that day. They sounded great. Sure. Song was very catchy. No surprise that they moved on to the next round. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, from Georgia, uh, we get the song You by Tornicky Kipiani. Yeah, this one. Oh, this poor man looked like he was being tortured. <laughs> His performance, you could tell he's like, I am not somebody who does this, like, who plays to 3,500 people. Like, he looked like he was struggling. I mean, he sounded great. Yeah. But he looked like he was in pain. He did yeah. not want to be up there. <laughs> no. And it showed. No, Tornicky, Kipiani. Poor guy. You weren't you weren't feeling it that night. No. Um, but next from Albania, we have the song Karma by Anxala Peristeri. Mm-hmm. This song kept getting stuck in my head. Mm-hmm. But I was imagining like if you're in like a Slavic Eastern European restaurant, mm-hmm. you hear this over the loudspeaker. Oh, on repeat. Yes. 
Yes, this one is in Albanian. (laughs) And she was by herself on stage. There was just her and a wind machine and a lot of fun, like, lights and stuff. (laughs) Well, Albania. Yeah. There you had it. Um, Next is Portugal. This is the Black Mamba singing Love is on My Side. Your thoughts, Lauren? I thought they were very professional. Mm -hmm. I feel like um, they're a a good band. I wanted it to be like, I wanted them to, the chorus to be like more rousing. Okay. I wanted them to build up to something bigger. Yeah. They were dressed like, I don't know. They had spats and suits and And little like. And a hat. It was very cool. It was very like cool guy, you know, interwar, like hanging out at a cabaret kind of thing. That's an interesting observation. Yeah. I don't know. I, it wasn't, it wasn't my favorite. It wasn't my favorite, Mm -mm. but I think this, this might've been my favorite from day two. Oh, really? Um, and this is from uh, Bulgaria. Growing up is getting old by Victoria. She's the Bulgarian Billie Eilish. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, wearing lots of layers. Yeah, very cold in there, apparently. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, well, the song has a lot of, you know, meaning to her because her father has ALS and it was like mm-hmm. her song about him and, and like positivity and talking about like their family and that kind of thing. It's very beautiful. I just felt it was a little Billie Eilishy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's all yeah i really i enjoyed that one a lot um and then everybody's like where's the rock music yeah Everybody, where did it go did i get some rock songs in here and, and finland delivered finland delivered this is dark side by blind channel i would i would say this was like new metal sounding to me. Steve and I kept going (laughs) (laughs) as soon as they came up yeah (laughs) as soon as they came on Steve was like yes I'm into this he was 100% on board of Finland. Finland was our favorite for the well uh, Mm -hmm. besides the other one that we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. but Finland was I was like I'm on board with this yes they I was waiting for some for some like some, hard songs. Yeah, you know? I want some rock. I want some like interesting stuff. And also, apparently, part of the lyrics is "put your middle fingers up." And what they wanted to do was come out with their middle fingers, like that's what uh-huh. they wanted to do, but they weren't allowed to. Uh-huh. So they painted all the the whole band painted their middle fingers red, oh. and they had the 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 word "join" on their hands and on their their oh, guitars and everything. That. Yeah, join. Oof. Yeah. It was, I mean, they have like a whole ooze. The dark side. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and I guess, I mean, this is kind of fun. Whoever, whoever put the, put the order together, they had some fun with this. Oh, yeah. Because after dark side, we get the moon is rising mm-hmm. from Latvia, Samantha Tina. Oh, yeah. She had that green outfit. This was fine. I could hear this at the club. Yeah. I could hear a remix of this. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she was wearing a really cool green outfit with like green 
gloves and she was doing like this, like the, the Gaga like crown mm. thing. I was like, all right. All right. Well, everybody, everybody's got a, you gotta have a thing. Yeah. It's okay. From Switzerland oh. in French, we get a tout l'univers by John's tears. Yeah. This is, this was incredible. I, he, as soon as he started singing, I said, I love this. Mm-hmm. I love this. Yeah, this is like a one one man with his like beautiful voice. And he's so, and he's wearing like a sparkly top and he's kind of gesticulating and kind of dancing mm-hmm. to himself. He sounded incredible. This song sounds like, um, Steve was like, someone mentioned it actually. Um, one of the Eurovision hosts said, this sounds like it would be, um, the opening theme for like a Swiss crime drama. I was like, yes, of course. Like drone footage of a river, a woman under floating gently underwater, Ooh, bubbles, yeah, a storm cloud, a car driving by, a moody man. You need to write this smoking down. a cigarette. Yeah, right. Like that's the kind of thing that you're getting from the song. I loved mm-hmm. this song. It was I fantastic. loved it. And then we ended semifinal two with Denmark's. Um, submission uh, called Over Os Pa Hinanden by Fur and Flam. Fur and Flam. Yes. Shoulder pads. 80s. The lead singer was wearing a mesh shirt with a cropped purple shiny jacket over it and a silver earring. Dangling. Dangly earring. He even had like a little dance break in the middle. Oh, yeah. And again, that was what I... That's another thing I expected from Eurovision. But I think the the uh, producers might have been better to, to end it on Toot Looney I think so, too. Because that was like... That was the emotional linchpin yeah. of the night, I felt. Yes. Yes. Instead of this like 80s... Yeah. And I, you know, some of these titles that weren't in English, I was like, I got to find out what these mean. Um, the Den- the Danish uh, song title translates to practice on each other, which Ooh, is I hate very that. weird. Ooh, I, don't I don't like, like that. that. If, the Eng- if the song in English was called that, I don't think we would listen to it. What's to l'univers? Across the world. Oh, okay. All the world. Yeah. I also love that he's called John's Tears. Yeah, and I looked up why that is, and it's because the first time he performed, his stoic grandfather cried. Oh, my God. And then he named his his um, stage name after that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to download all of his music <laughs> now. Well, his voice is so incredible. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, from semifinal two, uh, the the countries that qualified were San Marino, Greece, Moldova, Iceland, Serbia, Albania, Portugal, Bulgaria, Finland, and, of course, Switzerland. So excited for Switzerland. And then, like we said before, straight to the grand final, you got the UK, Spain, Germany, France, Italy, and the Netherlands. Mm-hmm. So the grand final was Saturday, May 22nd. We had 26 countries participating in the final and all 39 participating countries were eligible to vote that day. Um, so we're just going to like run down the order of what happened and then play you the, the songs we haven't heard yet. Um, so from Cyprus, we had El Diablo, Albania, Karma, Israel, Set Me Free, Belgium, The Wrong Place, uh, Russia, Russian Woman, Malta, Jumakas, Portugal, love is on my side, and Serbia with Loco Loco, and then and then the United Kingdom's entry, 
Embers by James Newman. It's a perfectly fine dancey song with a horn section. I couldn't believe this was their submission. I could not believe that. I was like, this is it? They couldn't get Adele? <laughs> like, no. it doesn't have to be a not famous person. Yeah. In fact, it should be a famous they person. They couldn't get Harry Styles? <laughs> what? What's that cheering up to these Yeah, days? I know. Like, there are plenty of British singers and songwriters that I'm sure would be more than happy. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it's considered too cheesy for famous people now. I don't but know. It was a... Uh... It was, we watched it and we were like, oh, this isn't a good song. I mean, the song was fine, but it wasn't, it was, it certainly wasn't Eurovision good. No. Like, I am still absolutely, and here's, spoiler alert, everybody. Uh, the UK was the only country to get absolutely zero points. Zero points. It was embarrassing. And that hard to do. That's extremely to hard points. to do. So nobody else liked this song either. Do, you know what? You got to do better next time. UK. Yeah. Well, I did read, I was looking online, like mm-hmm. looking on Twitter, like what, what did the British think of this? Mm-hmm. Were they like, cause, <laughs> cause Graham Norton was like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> he was like, I just feel so terrible for James. I'm just so sad for him. But they, it seemed like most people were like, Ugh, got zero points again. Like apparently the UK hasn't done very well in the past like 10 years or so. Mm-hmm. So it didn't seem to be that big of a surprise. Mm-hmm. And someone brought up a good point. They were like, Eurovision songs that do really well either have an incredible singer, have a really kitschy, fun, like, aesthetic, Mm -hmm. or they have an incredible, like, huge, bombastic performance that's, Mm -hmm. like, mind-blowing. And this was none of those things. So it got lost in the shuffle. And you only heard it once, and people were like, whatever. Plus, they're like, eh, they're out of the union, so we're going to take it out. (laughs) Maybe. I don't know. After that, we got Last Dance... Rock and roll man from Greece. Um, Switzerland's amazing. Toot l'univers. Love it. Um, then Iceland, 10 years by Dothy. And then another one we haven't seen yet is uh, from Spain. Uh, Voya que darme by Blas Canto. Voya que darme by Blas Canto. Yes. Good job. Voya que darme, prometo quererte más He was very cute. He had a big old moon. There was a very big move. I was like, I wonder if that's a real thing or if this is like a spinal tap thing where it's like lowered oh. onto the stage. Apparently it was a giant balloon and they oh. had to like quickly deflate it because I saw some behind the scenes of like like 15 people around it like desperately oh trying gosh. to deflate okay. the moon so they could move it off. Um, it was the, the moon. It was the largest prop ever on Eurovision stage. That seems very interesting. Yeah. And this was another one I had to look up what the title meant, and it's I Am Going to Stay. Yeah. He was cute. I didn't think that the song was that interesting. It was a yeah. state-of-the-art ballad. Whatever. Yeah. And then we had Moldova singing sugar. sugar. Give me your kisses, baby, sugar. And then... And then... Germany. Oh, my God. Julia. So, okay, so we, we actually didn't talk about this part. Like, so before each country would come out and do a performance, there would be like a little like clip package of like yeah. this see-through tiny house that everybody lived in. Yeah, everyone had a little house. 
the Netherlands. And it was kind of charming. And then like stuff would appear in the tiny house to like give you an idea of the next performer. And yeah. What they nice. like. What they like. Yeah. Whatever. And then the Germany one came up and it was like a couple ukuleles on the wall. And I was like, are we oh. getting some ukes here? <laughs> and you know what? <laughs> we did. We got some ukes, guys. I can't believe I have to listen this to this song This is Germany's again. I Don't Feel Hate by Yendrik. This song. I don't feel hate. I just feel so like the wiggles. Oh, I hated this so much. And there was um, a giant peace sign hand. It was a woman dressed as a hand. Her head was the middle finger. And her like right arm was the index finger. Uh And then she would move it. And she would move it. Uh And then she would put her arm down. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it would be a giant bird <laughs> flipped to the crowd. And I was like, how come Finland couldn't couldn't flip the bird, but Jendrick gets his... He doesn't his feel hate, though. It was and so, also, that's so dumb. I gotta say, I liked the... I liked the backup singer's costumes on this one, I think. Um, they were like, uh, they had like some outlines on them. And oh, yeah. It was very like costume, 80s. Um, Josh remarked that it was like Marge Simpson's um, Chanel jacket that yes. she found and then never <laughs> took off. Yeah. Um, so the costumes were interesting. I wasn't a fan of the dancing hand. Um, and of course, the song was just, you remember on 30 Rock when oh Jenna God. dates like the the Wiggles? Well, the Wobbles? The, the real one. I think the Wiggles is the real one. Yeah. The, are they called the Woggles? The They're called the Woggles. Yeah. yeah. So that's what this is just reminding me of. Like this, like the, like the lyrics and the dancing and the. And the, the kiddiness of it and mm-hmm. his like big floppy pompadour that he would wiggle his stupid head around. And I'm almost positive. I kept trying to figure out he was wearing like a gold necklace mm-hmm. over his turtleneck. Ugh. That is usually like a name or something, but it didn't say Gendrick. And I said, does that say annoying? Oh, like I could swear that the necklace was said, said Anyang. <laughs> I could swear that it said annoying, which <laughs> makes perfect sense. I hated the song so much. And, and Graham Norton said when it, they were like doing the package, he was like this next song. <sighs> he goes, it's an acquired taste. Like Marmite, if everybody hated Marmite, <laughs> I was like, oh my God, that's so shady. But it is, it's a, it was just such a bad song. It was just, I just hated it so much. And then one of the producers was like, we got to cleanse the palate somehow. And so the next song next that was Finland Dark Side. Yeah. <laughs> so they had Just a, so you guys are back. We want you back. Yeah, in, we want you in, back. Uh, Don't turn it off again. Yeah. Don't turn it off. Um, but I love how it was like middle finger for this song. And then mm. they can't. Anyway, mm. whatever. I'm just saying it was unfair. <laughs> After all. Finland, then we had Bulgaria. Growing up is getting old. Lithuania, discotheque. And then Ukraine. Shum. Loved it. And then our next one that we hadn't seen yet was uh, from France. It was Voila by Barbara Pravi, which was a very emotional song. And the performance was beautiful. And this was in French. A real chanteuse. Oh, absolutely. It was just her and a microphone backlit in like a little corset. And she sounded incredible. Like a... Modern day Edith Piaf. Yeah. She was 
beautiful and adorable. And I really liked the song. I thought yeah. it was great. So it was nice to like have a new one show up that we were like, all right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. This is good. And then Azerbaijan sang Matahari. Norway did fall an angel again. Um, and then the Netherlands with their new entry was birth of a new age by Jean-Guy Macroy. Um, and this was sung in English and Sranen Togo. English and Sranen Togo. I really liked this song. And the performance was beautiful. I thought everybody looked like they were from Zamunda. Yes, it was very, like, powerful. And it's like, you can't break me is the, like, translation there. I really liked it. I thought it was okay. Um, and then the one everybody was talking about oh my God. Um, is uh, Maneskin's song, and you can pronounce it, Ziti Ibwoni. Okay, so I had to look that up. Uh, that means shut up and behave. Mm-hmm. And Maneskin is Danish for moonlight, which is, that's fun. This <laughs> They're very rock. This is our oh, other rock, so and roll rock and roll. They're all in red leather. Some are in harnesses. Some don't have shirts. It's three dudes and a girl. And she's playing the guitar. She's got lots of long blonde hair and she's just shaking her head. And they're wearing like skin tight red leather with like, like the lead singer, um, whose name is Davide, uh, has like these suspenders. And as soon as he started singing, <laughs> I was like, oh, mi piace. <laughs> there was something inside of me that I was like, oh, I'm kind of really into this. <laughs> like, I'm, and these, then like, your hand crept to the piece of Parmesan, a hunk of Parmesan I, that you keep on it. your counter at all times. <laughs> yes, yes. And somehow some Montepulciano just appeared in my hand and I had to drink it. It was, I really liked it. I thought it was great. Um, when uh, the lead singer started singing like rapid Italian, I don't know. I said, uh-oh. <laughs> so, so for me, I had, I did know the winner before I watched the grand sure, final. Yeah. So, um, so watching some of these performances, I was like, oh, I wonder like what I would have felt like if I would have seen this like fresh sure. in the moment uh, mm-hmm. before knowing what was going to happen. But yeah, I really, I really thought that was a lot of fun. Yeah. It, it was, was nice a- to see like an upbeat thing. I was, I was sick of the, I was sick of the ballad. Yes. Agreed. I was sick of like, <laughs> I was sick of the scantily clad women. Yeah. But I mean, I'm not, I'm not trying to like throw shade on them. No, but, but I mean, it's it like, was one it was after like, the this other. Is it. Yeah. It was, I couldn't keep them straight at yeah. that point. It was mm-hmm. just like, all right, which, which Eastern European country is singing about going to the club now? Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> so I enjoyed ones that were the performances that were a little more diverse and a little like a little more what I was expecting. To, yeah. A little to, bit more interesting. Know, ex- yeah, little, exactly. Yeah. And then we we ended up the grand final with Sweden's Voices and then San Marino Adrenalina. Yeah, so... uh, And then what happened, Lauren? Oh, my gosh. So, after the the country jury scores were all tallied, so they did their little thing where I was like, where they were like, hello, I was the winner in 2002. Here's the song that I sang. Here's a clip. We give (laughs) Switzerland 12 points. You know, like, it was just... Mm -hmm. 
some of them were like, hi, it's so good to be here. Thank you so much for having us. Um, Latvia gives, you know, so-and-so 12 points. Others were like really milking it. Mm -hmm. It just took, some of them took like forever. It was like, we get it. Mm -hmm. Um, So the top five at the end of the juries was Switzerland with number one, France, number two, Malta, number three, Italy, number four, and Iceland, number five, which I thought, was a great top five. Sure. I was like, I if Switzerland wins, I'll be thrilled. Mm-hmm. If France wins, I'll be thrilled. Sure. Like, absolutely. Yeah. Everything was good. Um, and then they started announcing the televote scores from the public. And so it's added from the last place upward. And mind you, at this point, not a single country has given not a single vote to the UK. No. They are even, at the bottom. Even Germany got three points. Even Germany got three points. Someone watched that performance and went, yeah, okay. (laughs) Here you go. Here's a point or two. What? Insane. So this rearranges the scoreboard, Mm -hmm. and they have the scoreboard live, and it rearranges as it goes and that kind of thing. So it rearranged it as countries moved up with the televotes. So yeah, some of the bottom ones. So so the UK had zero points, and then with the televotes, they're like, and our televoters have given the United Kingdom... Zero points. <laughs> and the the roar that went up in that stadium. And a lot of people were booing. And I think there were a couple of articles that were like, I can't believe that they were booing James. It's like, I don't think no, they, were, I don't booing think they him. were booing him. I think they were booing the voters. Yeah. I think they were like, boo, he deserved better. Yeah. They all seemed to be friends. I mean, yeah, everyone and seemed then to get all along. the countries like, you know, were giving him high fives and hugs and clapping. Yeah. He was like, what? I think he like drank. <laughs> yeah, he like, like chugged he a beer. Chugged a beer, and he was like, "Whatever, this is this rules." Yeah. And like everyone's like giving him hugs and stuff. Yeah. So, you know, whatever. It was fun. But I think in the bottom, like we, I think f- at least three of the of the new ones from the big five and the host country were all the way at the bottom. Yeah, it was yeah. like the UK was at the very bottom, and then Germany, who also mm-hmm. got zero points from yeah. the televoters. And then I think that um, the Netherlands was low down there too. Yeah, the Netherlands was... I was very surprised mm-hmm. at how few points the Netherlands got. Mm-hmm. Because even though the song wasn't like incredible, I thought it had like a really great message. Mm-hmm. And But again, you only heard the song once. Yeah. So I, I maintain that it's actually kind of like at disadvantage. Mm-hmm. But... So, so then we the, saw some things move. We started things to were see moving. some things move around, and some people were getting like they get seven points from the from the voters at home, and you're like, okay, that's okay. nice. You get seven points, and then there was then they started to be like they get sixty eight points from the voters at home, and we're like, okay, how many points can the voters give? Yeah, and then at one point we heard the voters at home give like three hundred eighty points to someone. I was like, how many points? Are there see so i think there's a limited amount of points because and you know our european friends please feel free to tweet at us and like let us know how this works because it wasn't explained to us by the dutch um (laughs) (laughs) at least this year uh graham norton kept saying in my head as they were were announcing this not the little graham norton inside of me but the graham norton (laughs) the real one who was like doing the announcing over the television done 200 episodes and i just found out there's a graham norton inside her head (laughs) i know it's awful um he's so funny though um no he was like oh when they would when they were like so-and-so gets 67 points he was like oh that means that there is not a lot of spread he was like that means that there are a ton of points being given to just a few countries Mm -hmm. so he was like this is unprecedented he's like this does not happen So if you've watched this a lot of times you kind of have a feeling for like 
oh, okay, like yeah, this is a this is a good amount to get. This is that's really low. Yeah, you know, okay, exactly. So he was like, once it got to the middle where they were just giving out like 50, 70, mm-hmm. 100, He was like, oh no, like the top. He's like, watch this this scorecard completely like flip yeah. around. Um, and it did. So ultimately, Ukraine was fairly low in the scorecards mm-hmm. for scoreboard for the juries, but they moved up very quickly yes, and got, a, well, I think, a couple hundred points and, and ultimately ended up in fifth place. Mm-hmm. And then Iceland, which was also kind of low, ended up in fourth. And then Switzerland was moved down to third. Mm-hmm. And France was in second place. And then Italy just like shot to the top with like, th- like you said, 382 points yeah. or something crazy like that. Yeah. They could, they, like, yeah, I think that we found out what Italy got and they went to the top. And then we were like still waiting to hear between like France and Switzerland and whatever. Yeah. Like, if they, it was Switzerland were get and points. Italy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they had like two cameras on mm-hmm. them and a split screen and John's tears was like smiling, like trying to keep a straight face. Yeah. Like I'm going to stay happy no matter what happens yeah. and not show how nervous I am. And the, and Monoskin were like <laughs> shoulder to shoulder. They're all like uh-huh. hyped. Yeah. And the, the, <laughs> the drummer for Maniskin is oh, like yeah. this long haired like very Italian, like swarthy looking guy. So handsome. He is like stone faced, like do not cry. Yeah. He's like, please do not cry. And he just absolutely, they lost it when they won. It was great. And then they got all mic'd up and they got to perform again. But so when they said like, Italy is the winner. The one of the announcers we were listening to said, and next year Eurovision Song Contest 2022 will be heading to the land of pizza and Sambuca. No. And we were like, (laughs) yes. Because when I think of Italy, I think of Sambuca of all the things. They said Rome, Caravaggio, people who pinch their hands when they're trying to express something. Spaghetti, you know, <laughs> yep, marinara sauce, <laughs> Capri, you know, all of these things. No, Sambuca, pizza, and Sambuca. <laughs> I am very it's curious like to see how the Italians are going to handle running Eurovision oh next year. Oh my gosh, it's gonna be a disaster! It's gonna be a disaster. I can't wait. It's gonna be so, so funny. I can't wait. So, yes, in summation, uh, we loved this. Oh, I loved it so much. I, I'm sure that a lot of our listeners ha- watched the whole thing too. Yes, please um, tell us your yeah, thoughts. Yeah, tell us what tell us what you thought. Tell us who you loved, and um, if you got to vote, we'd love to hear. Oh yeah, who yeah. You voted for that'd yeah. be awesome. Tell me who you voted for. And uh, also, I wanted to say this to uh, all of the members of the EU that are listening. Please don't let the Americans in. Don't let us in. Oh, they're not going to. No, I know they're not going to, but they let Australia in, and the, and like it made me a little worried. Oh, no, no, no. No, not um, that there's anything wrong there, with Australia. But there is going to be an American song contest oh, next year. So all the 50 states and our territories are going to get to do it. And I want to know how they're going to do that. I want to yeah. know, know what the semifinals for the New York State entrant oh my into, gosh we're gonna go to that we're gonna find out where they're oh doing no it's gonna be the at the great new york state fair the finals we're going <laughs> yeah i yeah. bet it will be at the fair it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me if it was at the fair mm-hmm. or it'll probably be somewhere in new york city let's be honest yeah. and be anyway downstate. america will do it one year and we'll ruin it and yeah yeah never do it again never do not ever 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 i beg you we will ruin it 
We will ruin Eurovision. Don't let us in. It would be a nightmare. The joy, the, the campiness, the fun of Eurovision, America would ruin we're it like cynical. we we're, we would ru- we would ruin it like we ruin everything else. So please, please exclude us for as long as we can. If that also means that you have to exclude Canada, I'll take it. I'll take it. Oh. <laughs> Lauren's speaking for our neighbors <laughs> in the north. I know, we but. are Canada's underpants. Um, but yeah, I just Eurovision just ruled, and I can't wait for next year. And Steve downloaded it so that like in December when I have like oh, what was that song again? And like, I would love to watch Eurovision again, that we could just take a weekend and just watch Eurovision and just remember how fun it is. I loved it. Oh, boy. And I'm and also there's a Spotify playlist, that official Eurovision 2021 yeah, Spotify li- playlist mm-hmm. with like all the songs, so you can listen to all of them. I highly recommend it. They're all, they're all like scientifically engineered to be the most catchy song that you have ever heard. And so every single one of those songs will get stuck in your head, regardless of if you speak that language or not. It's incredible. <laughs> Let's disco tech, Lauren. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. So this was uh, episode 200. We hope you this enjoyed it. This is our uh, season one finale. Uh, yep. <laughs> thank you for thank you for listening. Um, we're going to take a we're going to take a break. Um, we will be on our social media and everything and let you know when we're coming back. Yep. Um, and. Yeah. In the meantime, you can still shoot us an email or contact us on social media. Yeah, we're not disappearing. Um, we're just taking a break from podcasting for a bit. And uh, and if you're and if you're one of those people that has been um, tossing us like some monthly bucks um, to our PayPal, we certainly do not expect you to continue to do that while we are on hiatus. So if you wanted to pause that or cancel it. We will not be heartbroken. By all means, By all means please, please support other um, other small content creators. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we would love for you to spend your money toward somebody else who is also just trying to... Just two people in a dining room. <laughs> More people who are two people in a dining room. <laughs> so um, so thanks so much for listening to our season one, you guys. Yeah, and we'll catch you next time. <laughs> Bye. Bye.